As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. I know I'd go back to returns If you would only say you care And though my pocket may be empty Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Okay. I, obviously, it's Overreaction Monday. Obviously, this is Mailbag Monday, brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped. The creator of all things large and small. This is also the only time we're going to talk about this game because we're moving on to the Bears. After the tune-up the- week. Yeah. The, the tune-up week. Yeah, the tune-up week. Man, let's get Mailbag Let's let's get it and then we'll get we'll get into our own thoughts. Let's just get it. Okay. Mailbag. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. Manscaped. All right. So um Okay, hell, H3LL, hell, oh, Razor. He, this guy, he's a, he's in our uh, fantasy league. Our fantasy league as well. I'm sorry, folks, if I seem a little bit slow or dulled, I did dip into the marijuana, and then while waiting for Bruce, I went back for thirds. Okay, I'm sure this has been covered, and if so, I understand to skip this, but we're listening to every episode, but I've been listening for the last three or four months. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, you guys are amazing, having a perfect balance of life in Packers footballs. Perfect. I'd love to hear the story of how Bruce met, how you and Bruce met, and how you guys came to doing this thing. Okay, so uh, Bruce is under court order, and I'm working off community hours. Correct. Uh, what kept you going through the early phases of marijuana and alcohol? Correct. Uh, you guys are very inspirational, and hopefully know uh, we're very much appreciated. Love you too, brother. Love you too. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. We just became instant friends, man. Like we met on Twitter and we talked once and we were comparing, uh, we were comparing, uh, uh, pubic hair size. Yes. And that's why we got into mailbag Monday with, from Manscaped. <laughs> I mean, where do you want to start? Okay. Let's start with the, yeah, but we'll kind of lump them, but we're going to try to get to everybody. If there's kind of a twist in it where we can, or if it triggers a thought is kind of the way that we're going to go through this. Okay. Uh, Hit me with one of yours. Let's go. I'm still, I'm still reading some of these and some of these I'm, I'm telling you, listen, we're going to answer all of them in one big lump sum here. Yeah, dude. Look, why do you pay? a running back $48 million and not use him. Right. Eight bloody times he's on the field. I don't understand. This is what my, this is what my whole consensus is, is I think Lafleur uses this first game and it's evident the last two years. He uses this as the first game of the preseason. And that's why he was using guys sparingly. And that's why he was changing things around because he was using it like preseason because I mean, Jones was averaging 9.8 yards per carry. Guys completely killing them and tearing it up. And they give him three carries. 
the number last year, the last three years under LaFleur, and specifically last year when we started looking at it, is if the running backs get a total of 35 touches, not runs, touches, they are undefeated. They are 39 and 0. Yeah. The 10 losses that Matt LaFleur has had, now 11 losses that Matt LaFleur has had in the regular season were because he did not use his running backs more than 30 times. So the sweet spot is 30 to 35, right? Like yeah. the only thing we lost where they had that much was against Kansas City. So I'm not counting that. We had 32 running back touches that game in a 17 or it's 13 to seven loss with Jordan love at the helm. So that doesn't count. Anytime Aaron Rodgers has been under center and we've given the fucking running backs, the fucking ball 35 fucking times. We fucking win. You do not pay Aaron Jones, the best player, arguably on the offense right now, the most dynamic fucking weapon on the team, eight fucking touches, five rushes, three catches, Five rushes for 9.8 yards. Three it's, catches. It's, it's a personnel issue. Lafleur has a personnel issue. He can't use his personnel properly. And we've seen this the last couple of years in a row. How many times have we seen one of the running backs all of a sudden get cooking? And then that's it. We never see him again. And you go, how, how did he only get eight carries? He could have he gone 20 and had 200 yards today. But no, no. No, you use A.J. Dillon 10 times like a battering ram the entire half against their shitty-ass de run defense. If you ask any Vikings fan, they were scared of us running the fucking ball. What do we do? Halftime, and look, we were only down two scores at that point, but we didn't do shit. And the second quarter historically has been very good for us. So when we went in the second quarter, I was like, let's see what happens, right? Didn't happen. But we come out in the third quarter where we normally are historically fucking garbage, and we run it with Zach Tom run right off his ass the second that running is out and 29-yard scamper by Aaron Jones. And then A.J. Dillon comes right back for another nine fucking yards. And then what happens? Sack, hero ball sack, done. What the fuck? I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, Joe, Joe Lee. That question was for me, by the way. Joe Lee. Has the coaching staff gotten into Aaron psychedelics because they are seeing things that people – seeing things that people that aren't on hallucinogens are seeing. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think so. I think so. It goes sure. along the lines. There, there's kind of a follow-up question from Connor Kerr in this same thread that says, why does LaFleur speak to Rogers on the sidelines as if he's asking for permission? That's kind of that vibe, right? Like he's not that, it's that relationship. I don't know what's going on because we heard from Mercedes Lewis that the there's two playbooks. There is Matt LaFleur's offense and then the checks and reads and everything done at the line by Aaron Rodgers, right? So Rodgers is supposed to be seeing on the field what is working. RPOs, you can check out of a pass play or you have a choice to run or pass the ball. You're not nope. trusting your offensive line and you continue to drop back in five and seven step drops and run around to try to hero ball it instead of just giving it immediately to your fucking running backs. This is, this is, this is an issue with Aaron Rodgers we've had all along though. This isn't something we haven't seen before. This isn't something that we suddenly go, Oh, where did this come from? We watched this for an entire season one year and then we had to get Lafleur, right? Like we get it. Here's the problem. Okay, if Eddie Lacy was the rookie of the year, one of the most dominant running backs in the entire league, he was incredible because Rodgers wasn't in the game. I honestly feel if Love was in that game, we'd have won that game. And I think it's because they would have called plays differently. They would have leaned on Jones. They would have just had to. But no. LeFleur likes to use his personnel the way he likes to use, and that's that, and I don't care if he caught one ball and ran 1,000 yards, right? So it's not – it's – oh, Let's, let's go. Let's go through mailbag. Let's get through mailbag, man. All right, let's here we go. Mailbag. Let's get through mailbag. We've got 101 questions here. Here you and go. Listen, I don't want to be – I don't want to be that podcast that does nothing but fucking yell and scream. This is, I'm going to explain wow. – you and I, we're going to explain. You're going to explain the ineptitude of the offense. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to explain how the defense could have used Jair one-on-one -on -one without making a big wrinkle, sprinkle, tinkle explosion. But let's get through mailbag. Okay. Let's Here do it. Go. So, Gabe, uh, okay. 
Gabe got your shirt and you're here, Neil P. So we'll hook up and I'll get you your t-shirt hand delivered, buddy. But I've got your shirt. Oh. All right. This has been the second year we've fallen in our week one opener. Would you all yeah. think the cause of this is our starters not playing for a couple yes. series in the preseason? Yes. 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 <laughs> You've had that yes. assumption for the past yes. two years. Yeah. I know it sounds piss poor, but yeah. So we agree with you, Gabe, 100%. Even a half. We were just talking about this today on the phone. Matt's like, just the last preseason, a half, all the starters, all of them. Just all of just them. A half. Just, just a, a half. half. See what you just have. A, a series. I'll tell you what. If Rodgers goes out there, bing, bang, boom, we score a touchdown and fucking seven plays, seven drives, they can all go sit. But mm. this always happens. Listen, same thing as last year. We blew, we lost to the Saints. And then you know what's funny is, is, we don't play 17 games. We play 15 because we didn't show up to the first game. And in the last game, we play all the backups because we're so far ahead. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried. No, and, and Jamie kind of the same thing. Just Jamie Cheesebud also said, hey, like, do preseason reps really matter? So they do. Yep. Uh, Jersey's World, what if I haven't shaved in a while? Use Manscaped products. They have a long list of luxurious products for your boys they will thank you how do you like that like that i like it i like it please like a recruit why do the packers hate me i'm gonna go with your profile picture it's aaron (laughs) Rodgers uh, with the helmet missing mike does the defense believe too much of its own publicity mike i believe joe barry is not a defensive coordinator but a placeholder but he is Matt LaFleur's boy, so he's going to defend him even though, just like with special teams, we held on too long. We're going to get into that. We're getting into that. Let's not... Let's right. not let's not blow our load in the first minute. Ladies like it when you can last at least several minutes. All right. Uh, do Matt LaFleur and the okay. staff or veteran players? This is from Ron Ebert, by the way. He, okay. I think he does uh, movie reviews, but that guy's dead. Oh, okay. This guy's not oh. dead. Uh do Matt LaFleur That's Roger. Yeah. Roger Ebert. Brother. Oh, terrible. Do Matt LaFleur and staff, <laughs> veteran players, have the ability to communicate urgency, expectation, or to teach the young nucleus on the fly? It sure didn't seem or appear that way today. Flat, emotionless, and defeated by halftime is what I saw. So why don't these guys get up for the games, man? It seems to be a LeFleur thing. It seems to be a LeFleur thing. And it's because we don't have that raw, raw, shish, boom, ba guy. Remember, Kevin Kevin Green was the linebacker coach for linebackers. And he'd be out there, woo, ah, the whole time, right? And that gets the team excited, gets them pumped. Our issue was, is we came out flat. We came out like, blah, we're in Minnesota. And then... They go down and they score, and it's like, oh, the defense is going to have a long day. And then Christian Watson drops a baby in a basket. I mean, it could not have been in a better place. And he dropped that bad boy, and it's – it's. see, this goes back with remember, – remember we talked about this on a podcast like 60 podcasts ago where I said – Rogers isn't that bra raw guy. Favre is that raw raw guy. Something happens. Favre's on there slapping butts, getting guys going, hey, come on, get your head out of your fucking head. Let's go, right? Rogers sits there on the thing with his arms up on the, this sucks. Nobody else knows what they're doing except me. And yet I watched him miss throws. I, I watched him hang on to the ball and play hero ball and try and get something that shouldn't have. I watched him make a whole bunch of adjustments at the line when it was second and eight. And the first progressing uh, route, was at 15 yards. I mean, come on, Aaron. Yeah. Come on. And we'll get into Christian Watson because there, there is a sliver there. I'm telling you. And if on the very first play, it would have been a 75 yard bomb and it hit him in the bread basket means that at least the timing between Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers in terms of speed, right? Cause that was always happening with MBS. Oh, Even yeah. then, fast it wasn't the same type of speed that ball was perfectly placed christian watson completely just demolished that dude i mean he didn't catch it but it's okay and he demolished that dude a few times right but rogers was looking the other way uh go pack go pride oh cucamonga why do the packers hate me uh, probably your uh at name carnell 
when Le, why does Lafleur? Oh, you said that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. What else you got, brother? Got Bob Bob Pro, Proch now or Proch now, and it's kind of a tongue in cheek, but we'll get into this. Do you think that uh, Kenny Clark is going to cover Jefferson the next time they meet the Vikings? Oh, probably right, and then they'll and then they'll uh, 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 then they'll 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 defend it. Uh, Lafleur will come out and say, "Listen, uh, we're a defensive team, and that's all there is to it." And if a tight end like Kittle's going to catch for 150 yards, or uh, you know Julio Jones is going to catch 350, Julio Jones is still catching yards on our defense from fucking five years ago when he broke all those records. It looked like freaking Gunther out there for Christ's sakes. I mean, come on, man, you can't stand here and tell me you pay Jair all of that money, who's arguably the best cornerback in the entire bloody league, so that he could play off zone coverage on the far side of the field away from Jefferson so that Quay Walker and Preston Smith you cannot you cannot defend that shush shush your mouth Gliffler. I get it the guys are talking in the defensive room and you know what they're talking about I'll tell you what they're talking about okay I'll tell you what they're talking about Joe Barry can't make in-game adjustments he can't do it he can't do it he is inept at in-game adjustments don't believe me take a look at any defense that we've had that when we struggled what did they continuously do it was usually a tight end in the middle we left the middle wide open fourth and 26 third and 28 name all the downs and all the ineptitude where we got smoked in the middle it's because he cannot make an adjustment at all when they get into this whole defense oh let me tell you if they put jair on there they cross route him mosh route him pop route him listen it, the argument in football is never finished until the guy with the pencil last finally puts it down and i'm, I'm putting it down i'm putting it down because you're going to tell me oh well you can cancel this with this and i'm going to tell you hey well i can cancel that with this and then you're going to tell oh you can cancel this this is how football is played but this is what needed to be done. One sentence, Jair, wherever Justin goes, you go. Everyone else bump down, period, period. That's all he had to say. That's it, bump down. What that means is, is Jair's going to line up on Jefferson and not for the entire game, but for enough that can Kirk Cousins will make a few mistakes and start forcing the ball or they have to go away from going to their number one guy. Think about having our offense out there and the 49ers took away Devontae Adams. What did that do to us in the playoffs? It completely obliterated Rodgers. It threw the game plan way off and we kept looking there even with three seconds left. This is what we should have done to Kirk Cousins. Take, blanket, take away his number one target, put Stokes or Razul on Thielen. I love that matchup all day long. But Jair should have come out of the gate and been right on Justin Jefferson, or at least after the first 100 yards. And you cannot. You cannot, no matter who you are, and I don't care how many pink shirts you wear, I don't care how many podcasts you have, I don't care whose basement you're broadcasting from, you cannot defend a zone package which allows and creates Preston Smith on Justin Jefferson, while Jair is 20 yards in a different direction, looking at a number four wide receiver. You can not. Where, so I'll dovetail that so you can continue the conversation with this question and just a comment. So Colton says, why do we sign these draft picks and have these awesome man corners if we're going to play zone? So continuing right. that conversation, right. right? Explain to me, explain to me. When you saw we had three defensive linemen, we had Preston and we had Gary out there, and we played man, we saw a three and out with a sack and a dang near interception. So what do we do? We take out a D lineman, we put in another corner, and we allow them to run while we're down by two scores. We allow Dalvin Cook, who's one of the best running backs in the league, six-yard sprint every time he touches the ball because we don't put anybody in the middle of the field. And we leave a guy like Quay Walker standing in the middle of the field for their center and a fucking fullback to smack him around. Now he's sitting on the fucking bench because we can't put three guys out there. Why do we keep all of these bloody defensive linemen if we're only going to use two of them? Why are we in a goal line defense with only two fat guys on the bloody goal line? Why do we get on the one yard line and fourth and goal on the one and we start from shotgun? It's Matt LaFleur. Get used to it, guys. 
He does this. This is the way he plays. This is that analytics bull crap that Mike McCarthy used to play. You have to flow like water, like Bruce Lee said. You have to be like water. You have to be able to flow, man. Listen, all you had to do was shut down Jeff Jefferson for a little while. Not the whole entire game, but just for a little while. Make him do something else so we can get a turnover. You notice how close we came to a turnover that game? We didn't. You know why? Because we weren't getting the pressure. We've got Gary and Preston Smith, and we're turning these guys loose eh, 10% of the time. I am convinced that this entire coaching staff, headed up by Matt LaFleur, treats this game like a preseason game, and they don't give a shit. So why should we give a shit? The Vikings always split with us anyway. Give them the first one, fuck them. Give them something so that they can hang up a banner for a week. Man, the NFL has got the Bears coming in next week. Aaron Rodgers is going to be so frustrated. We're going to put up a 50-burger by freaking halftime. It's, it's the Bears. We're going to completely and utterly destroy them. Everybody needs to take a deep breath. We've got 15 more games to go. And then after that, we don't play the starters in the last game either. Right. We play all the backups. We win the division. And then we go into the NFC, uh, uh, you know, the divisional game and maybe something different happens. But we're not going to see anything different because Barry can't make in-game adjustments because he's not a defensive coordinator. He's a placeholder that Lafleur put there because I guess Dom Capers or Mike Pettit or whoever ticked him off. Well, I don't want that guy. Give me somebody so I can run it. He has his fingers in too many pies. He needs to focus on one aspect and keep an eye on the rest. And he's trying to hold it all together. And I, I feel like he's like the little damn boy. And sometimes it just bursts. And that's what we see. We see yep. a, a 34. What did we lose last year? 34 or three? 38 to three. 38 to three. We see a 20 to, to seven, a 21 to seven. This is what we're going to see, folks. This is what this is. This is what this is what he does. But here's the issue with we're it. 13 so, and three. So yeah. the only, you know, to tone down what you're saying a little bit, because it makes sense. My frustration is this with Matt LaFleur. He's a good coach. We're not saying he's a bad coach. You're not saying he's a bad coach. My issue is he came in here because he's a player's coach. He has the, you know, the player's ear. They brought him in to change the culture. Rogers came in here and said, you need to listen to us more often. All Jair talked about all week was he wanted to line up against Justin Jefferson. That's it. That's all he wanted. That's he all did. he wanted. He literally came out. And after the game, now, now the comment from his locker room, from, from the locker room, from his locker on his post-game interview where he said, where you noticed a frustration, now that's starting to get tweeted. That's been out all fucking week. And we all expected him to do that. His frustration in calling out his coaches, not only his defense, like he called out the coaching staff, like, I told you I wanted this all week and you didn't fucking give it to me. And the dude, I mean, look, the analogy I have with all of this, and I, and I told you, it, it, it's like a marriage, right? The players or just in a game, you have a marriage and you marry somebody and either you're fucked up or they're fucked up. And a lot of times you kind of just find you compromise because people don't change, but there's always compromise, right? Like magically every once in a while, people change and you change for the better because of the other person. But for the most part, it's just compromise. And the people that don't compromise end up splitting up. Because you're not going to be able to work with that person anymore. And what happens is when you leave that relationship and you go to another one, if you're not going to change your compromise and the other person who probably is coming from another broken marriage or whatever the hell happened, isn't willing to compromise, which is why the first one didn't work out. You're going to come back and you'll see the same thing. Why is it that this fucking defense can't have a happy marriage? And if something's not working, like when Justin Jefferson is breaking every fucking possible record against us from a receiving standpoint and a half, why do you not go and compromise and change what you're doing wrong? Because you know you're not going to have a different result if you keep doing the same fucking thing. That's got over 100 yards in, in like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know the exact minutes, but I'll tell you, it was two and a half beers. Guy's got 100 yards, and I thought to myself, what the crap, man? How are we not stopping this? Are we going to watch Julio make it stop, make it stop, right? Like, what? I don't understand. Listen, if <laughs> when I played, if a corner got beat, okay, or if we got beat by a guy and in the first quarter he had 100 yards, the defensive coordinator came over to us and he was like, you, and he'd point out to one guy and he's like, you get up on the line and I don't care how many bloody times they snap the ball, you bump him off his route 
And then he'd point to me as safety and he would go, and you get over the top of this guy and we're going to make it impossible for him to do something today. He's going to have to throw to someone else, right? We didn't do that. Baltimore last year, Baltimore against Devontae Adams. You're telling me that putting three guys and they almost won that game. Why? Because they put three guys on our best player and forced us to do something we are not used to or that we couldn't do. And they almost fucking beat us. But what do I know? I'm just using my eyes. <laughs> I'm just using my eyes and physically watching one player completely destroy a backfield I had heard for the last four months. They all got raises. They all got signed. They all everybody's getting money. And watching these guys standing around going, well, I'm over here. Jair's like, I'm covering this guy. I don't even know who this guy is. I think they brought him up off the practice squad today. Oh, where's Stokes? Oh, he's over there on Jefferson, but he's running a out zone. So he's actually going to leave that area, and Preston Smith is going to flood over and cover Justin Jefferson. If I was Lat LaFleur, I would have said, throw that fucking play out. Never, ever, ever do I ever want to hear that play called. I will fire you if you call that play. And not only did he call that play, but it happened a couple of times. And Quay Walker was out there too. And then Savage, Savage never has a problem with coverage, right? Never. He was out there covering them too. And then he says it's a It's a lack of what? Come on, man. Come on. And here you go, man. So grades, schmades, stats, match, snats, you know, the stats. But what do you think are the only two green boxes across the board for the Green Bay Packers against the Vikings. What did we do well? I was going to say what, timeouts, but we blew a bunch of those. <laughs> what did we do efficiently? Uh, we got uh, sacked on third down really well. Well, we ran. Oh, we yeah, no, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones tore it up. Dylan looked like a machine out there. So, obviously, we have to stay away from them and try a 37-yard uh, hero ball, right? And then our pass rush was also green. It was okay. Well, we didn't give them an opportunity. We were not in the appropriate appropriate to we let had these two D linemen. You had two them backing out. You had Preston instead of going towards the quarterback, yeah. going back and trying to cover Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Man, explain it to me like I'm a five year old. Hey, um, did anybody see? Uh, how did Dobbs do? I don't. Uh, did he? Uh, Fine. Everybody was fine. The pass catcher, everything was fine. Everything was fine. I think, I think it wasn't great. Watson, I think, I think Watson hits that touchdown and this is a different game. Well, of course, but you don't know. Well, with this, I know ifs and buts, ifs and buts were candy and nuts. We'll have Merry Christmas. I'm with you, brother. I get it. I get it. That one play seemed to poke such a chink in the armor on the offense that I thought for sure we were going to see the Aaron Jones-Dylan show for the next 10 minutes before they can do another play-action fake. And instead, they didn't again. They went straight into catch-up mode and just throw the ball all over the place. I don't get it. The only red... How'd How'd we do coming out of the second half? For the first time ever, you mean when John, when Runyon went out with a concussion protocol and Zach Tom went in there and Aaron Jones ran right off of his left ass for 29 yards? And then we promptly pulled Aaron Jones and never used him again when we needed him. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. The only this is way- all on the head coach. Yeah. So, exactly. folks, get, get used to this. Get used to this. If you don't – if you think – that he, he either approves absolutely everything or he doesn't approve most things, okay? And this guy, LaFleur, is in adjustment or lack thereof. Every single uh, uh, personnel, oh, I want this. I want to run it this way. I want to, we got to run it more. We got to do this. And if you don't think he can't do that, go be a head coach in the NFL. The, when you say jump, they say how high. It's a dictatorship. It's not coaching by committee. The head coach says, run it more, and you go, run it more. That's it. Man, when I was standing there as defensive coordinator, we had set record after record after record. I had proved myself as a defensive coordinator 
I had a laundry list mile long to prove myself, but the coach would come over and he would go, we're either going to get more contained on that left side, or I'm going to get somebody in here who can figure it out. And I'd be like, okay, that's how it works. The NFL stands for not for long. So Lafleur, not Fleur, Fleur, not Fleur La, right? Lafleur, not for Lafleur. That's what we'll call it. Lafleur sees Aaron Jones have 20 yards, a couple of carries, and he goes, well, we can't have that anymore. Well, and, and the only thing that we can add on here that talks about the effort of the players where let's put some of this on the players was the tackling was abysmal. Yeah, well, except for Quay. Quay was popping guys. Quay was popping guys. Remember he smoked that, uh, that slot receiver there? Woo! That was a good one. That was a good so one. That, and Slayton, the- Slayton looked like he was, Reed was playing tough. Clark was playing tough. You know, it looked like our secondary was completely lost. And it was because our secondary was in these weird zone packages and just getting blown out of these zones. Um, what Every the time other- there was a long catch, you either saw Savage on his stomach yeah. or Amos on his back. <laughs> yeah. It was that simple, really. Aaron's got to take what the uh, defense will give him. He's got to work the under routes. There was so much stuff that, but there was no under routes. There was no slants. There was no small hooks. There was no outs. If there was anything, it was right along the line, these, these screens, or he was trying to hit somebody 15 yards downfield. He's, you can't throw a six yard pass. Joe Montana made a career out of being able to throw a six yard pass. You can't throw a six yard pass, Aaron. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, Aaron. Aaron. Six yards. It's okay, dude. It's okay. It's the first game of the year. It's the yeah. first game of the year. And we were going to lose one to the Vikings, just like we said. We, we, we both said. We, we, I thought they were going to win this one and that we'd lose the last one at the end of the year because we, will, we won't be having our experts in or our, our best players in, right? It That's is what really, I thought. And we can move on. I mean, because it is Bears week. Um, should we take a break? Let's say, let, you know what? Let me get a sip of water because my throat's sore from yelling at Barry. And we'll take a break. Okay. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. You are listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. Thank you for listening to Packers without borders. You can find us on iTunes. Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders. Give them a click. Check them out. Try that 30-day free trial with them and enjoy your books. You can also use coupon code DOSPAPAS for all your Manscaped products. Peace and go pack go. Brussels in Belgium, Central Illinois, LA, California, Nova Scotia, Las Vegas, Nevada, Northern Wisconsin, Sweden, Sheffield, we're in Michigan, Louisville, Kentucky, Seattle, Chita, Kansas, from the UK, Chicago, Illinois, Granger, Indiana, from Melbourne, Australia, Omaha, Nebraska, Cincinnati, from Ohio, Nebraska, San Diego, from Willow Springs, Illinois, California, Nebraska, from Northern Michigan, Austin, Texas, California, LA, California, Turkey, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Indiana, Southern Cali. You are listening to Packers Without Borders. Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. Keep a move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris, do a show, watch the glow in the spotlight. Football is back, baby. We're back to seeing Mahomes sling beautiful balls all over the field. And your friends at Manscaped are here to help you sling your beautiful balls all season long. With Manscaped's state-of-the-art tech, 
will have your weapon looking more loaded than the AFC West. Football may be rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be with Manscaped. Join the 6 million men around the world who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the code DOS PAPAS. Manscaped. <laughs> That's my commercial. <laughs> I think we'll just stop right there. That was perfect, buddy. We'll, we'll, we'll do the yeah, other there, There's a lot of other reads there that we can do. I like that one. You did fantastic. Um, yeah, just don't forget. Do the, do the, do the, do the no, do the, you got to do the at QB. That one's awesome. Okay. Do that one. Okay. At QB, the little, yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Let's try it again. At QB, the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Wiley Vet, who makes sure the unit is running smooth and scoring nonstop with proprietary advanced <laughs> skin safe technology. The lawnmower limits mistakes and protects the ball, plus, it's waterproof, so the weather conditions are no issue as we head into Chicago. Manscaped. Oh, I like that as we head into Chicago. On defense, there's only one thing you'll need. The aluminum-free ultra-premium deodorant with refined cologne-quality fragrance. It keeps sweat and locker room scents from making any ground. Plus, it dries clear so the opponent won't even know what hit him. Manscaped. <laughs> and a two, you know what, buddy? To top it all off, we throw in the best coach in the league, the Shed Bag Travel Bag as a bonus. Built in to hold the team together, this travel size bag has a fumble-resistant zipper. So, this has got to be a Super Bowl-winning roster. But don't take my word for it. Go to Manscaped and get 20% off and free shipping with the code DOSPAPAS. That's 20% off, free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use the code Dos Papas, Manscaped, for turning your player into an MVP. You turned into a 1930s radio <laughs> broadcaster that? there. That was Howard Cosell. <laughs> Dude, waterproof, reduces foot odor. The Lawnmower 4.0 helps reduce risks, reduce ingrown hairs, reduces grooming accidents. This thing is the bomb. I can't wait to get my kit. Matthew already has his. Mine is in the mail, but we will give you honest reviews once we have those in our hands and shaving our balls. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> right? You're just That's waiting to try this for. thing out. You're like you're literally like a kid at Christmas waiting to like use all of those toys, but we need to we need to use them together, buddy. We've got this whole plan together that we're going to do for him. Anyway, manscape.com Dos Papas, D-O-S-P-A-P-A-S, for 20% off and free shipping. Use that code, help us out. Really appreciate the support as usual. Now, to the second half. For the smoothest junk this side of the El Paso River. (laughs) (laughs) Smooth and silky. The ladies love it. Scoops Callahan here. Gosh. Oh, my Lord. That's hilarious, dude. Oh, yeah. Okay, so we got mailbag out of the way. We did the manscape stuff. We did that. We got the commercials going. Okay, so we lost the game. Terrible, terrible. We have to look forward. Okay, Vikings are hanging up a banner. They got one. Uh, they usually get one one a year, but then they never make the playoffs. So we're not worried. We're not worried. Okay? And I wasn't mad. Uh, I was just disappointed. Exactly. I've learned to control my emotions. I used to be very, very emotional when we lost. And once you take on the moniker of only control what you can control, it's only a game. It's here for entertainment. Yes, we love it. Yes, we spend pretty much any free time we have on the Packers. So it's disappointing because we we're so invested in the team, just like anybody listening to this podcast. You're just invested in the team and you want to see them do well. Well, and I can't watch NFL total access or anything this week because the, all of it, what's wrong with the Packers? Hey, join me. I'll tell you what's wrong with the Packers. What's, what's happening? Should Aaron Rodgers go to Dallas? Like, geez, it's just a shit storm of shit. Remember just, when I, I told you, what was it, two weeks ago, I, or two episodes ago when I said, what can happen for the Packers to lose, right? 
And we basically said completely shit the bed, not show up, which is exactly what happened. They shit the bed and didn't show up. And my biggest concern with this was not even Vikings fans, dude. Like, I don't, I don't care. Cause we're going to see you guys later, but it's these narratives in the media. Like all of a sudden you see the article talking about, see, they did not give Aaron Rodgers a number one wide receiver. And yeah. this is what happens. And yeah. Then you start seeing the, oh, what's wrong with the Packers? They're terrible. Blah, blah, blah. This is why Matt LaFleur isn't coach of the year. Like you start here. That's what irritates me about losing, not yeah. losing the game. Whatever, dude, we're going to lose yeah. several times. We're going to win more than we lose. Get over it. Enjoy the ride. It's one game. And Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the city and the team that he owns and be very upset. We're playing in Chicago. I don't think I don't know if we're playing in Chicago. I haven't checked that yet. I, I was like, still. This on doesn't bike. make sense to me. How come they have in dome games in September? Like, shouldn't all outdoor games be September, October, and then you those teams that have domes, then you would go to them in November and December when it's minus holy crap out. Like that just doesn't make sense. Like the Lions, they couldn't have played in Philadelphia. It would have been a beautiful day in Philadelphia. Yeah, and I'm assuming that it's in a that it's in a way game. Because we have so many home games at the end of the season, but no, yeah, we of course, because it's no. minus forever. And yeah, we but, should have, you know, all of them playing there. No, it's at Lambeau, so they're Is not going to play. They're not going to oh, play in this one. Thirty-four, seventeen. Look, the Bears. You have to give them credit, dude. Uh, regardless of what happened, they came out with the win in that shitty ass weather, which they probably Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Worst quarterback rating in the entire NFL. Mark it down. 2.8. 2.8. Okay. I have a better quarterback rating in the NFL than Justin Fields right now. 2.8, Justin Fields. Now, do you think here here's a question for you, a scenario? So Dak Prescott, another contender, dude's gone six to eight weeks with a broken thumb. That was the same injury that uh, Russell Wilson suffered last year. And you saw what happened to Seattle last year. Now he's out of Seattle. They overpaid a quarterback who gets hurt every year. Jimmy Garoppolo is sitting right there. If you were the Dallas Cowboys, would you trade for Jimmy Garoppolo? Or are no. you just going to say goodbye no. to the 49ers, 49ers aren't going to get rid of Jimmy G because Jimmy G is going to be starting quarterback of the 49ers after week six. That's what you said, right? Week seven. And we did call that they're not going to make the playoffs. So no. the prediction is no. right. I didn't they're going to be two and four. They're going to they're going to get a get right game next week. It'll be dry and whatnot. And Trey Lance will look sort of okay, and everybody will take a deep breath. And then they'll lose a couple, win one, and then lose terribly. And that'll be that. And look, I mean, we have the Bucks after that. Who, as much as they won, scored nineteen points on a shitty team. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Just it's don't overreact to everything going on. Like we said, even with the Packers, it takes four games to see what this team really is. Now, after four games, if we're still struggling, then maybe the alarms start going off a little bit that this thing's not working. There's but, a handful of this Jordan love to Dallas. No, 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 Listen, no. If, if we were going to trade Jordan love, we'd have done it before the draft. I think Jordan love and a first round pick. And then we would have moved up to a top 10 and grabbed Chris Olave or something. Unless Aaron Rodgers is going to stick around and they have some sort of written commitment that the dude's going to be around for at least two years. But if they keep playing like this and I don't think he'll be around week six, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be like, fuck this. I'm out. Oh, right. Oh. Dude. I swear it's so let's switch to some dad stuff. What do you say? Yeah. 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 We got a few minutes. Cause you experienced it firsthand again, as usual with me, buddy. So yeah. my daughter, she has, you know, I had to pick her up from school cause she had to stay. She was out for, she had, she was out of school for a week because of COVID back last the week before. So she's been catching up on testing after school, staying during lunch before school, trying to catch up on everything that she missed. But she got a job and today was her first day on the job, right? So it's kind of a actually kind of emotional about it because it's my little baby and I had to drive her to her first job, you know, like with everything that she's carrying on. It's like her first dose of reality. I drop her off and I come back and I call you. Hey, buddy, I'm finished with all my duties, dad duties. I can come in. Let's record the pub. Let's do this. The second I walk in the door. Like literally, and I'm talking to you. I'm like, okay, dude, five minutes. Let's do this. I get a text. I'm going to read the text to you. Ready? 
is this is how conversations go between me and my daughter because I just walked in and it says, uh, okay, uh, here it is. I, I'm having to scroll because it was kind of she's like, Dad, urgent. I need you to bring me the shoes that I take to nine round, like fast. Nine round is where she does her kickboxing stuff, please, because the ones I have aren't non slip, like super fast, please. I was like, babe, I just got home. I can't go back. Oh my God. <laughs> Says they can't do the training if I don't have the shoes. Beep. Said they were they were fine last time I went, but now the new lady who seems kind of mean said they're not. I was like, what shoes? Uh, the ones I take, whatever. And then I show her a bunch of pictures, blah, blah, blah. So what I'm getting at, she said, the lady is being super mean about it and it's not my fault. I need black non-slip. So whatever you can find in mom closets too would help. And that's it. Found some shoes, took them to her. Here's my lesson to her. This is your first day on the job. You have a teenager. You have some, whoever it is, manager. Right off the bat, dude, giving attitude and being mean. Well, the manager's name is Janice. Well, and Jan Janice has three cats. I think and, so. And her brother lives at her house. And I just told her, at your age, dude, your responsibility is school. I'm glad you're working. But this should not cause stress. You should enjoy going to work, the experience of working, finding camaraderie with people that you're working with. In my life, every time I've had an issue with the job is because the manager has just been trash. And just that attitude, it's like you don't tell her you can't work. You can't do anything. When somebody else has said, and I said, well, why don't you just tell her that this other person told you that they were fine? She's like, I'm not going to call her out, dad. I'm not going to start a fuss. Just can you please bring me the shoes? Like she's doing it the right way. Cause what I would say is so-and-so told me these were fine. And now you're telling me they're not, what do I do? Right. But either way. So it's going to be a lesson for her, man, to see what happens with this first job, especially she's making 11 bucks an hour, you know? So that's all right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. So when she works her however many hours a week and gets ninety dollars and she's gonna Nin 19 hours it'll be 19 hours yeah. for like 220 bucks and yep. then they'll take they'll take up what is fica oh dude it's like for single no dependents yeah at least 35 percent of that check's gone right off the bat it's terrible so it's terrible i remember my first job i, I was mcdonald's and uh, I, I worked there back then. I worked uh, full time and I went to school full time and I played football. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I remember one of my first checks. I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be like 500 bucks. It's going to be so much money. It's going to be ridiculous. 500 bucks. What am I going to do with 500 bucks? Oh, I, I'm going to buy a car maybe. And then you get your check and you're like 348. <laughs> what the hell is this? What the hell is this 348 bullshit? Oh, there's federal tax, there's uh, e e employment insurance, and there's uh, your social security uh, contribution. Yeah. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> you're paying into a future that might not be there. That's what you're fucking doing. Yeah, right? Same thing happened to me. My first job outside of, I, my, my parents had their own business, so I, I was welding bandsaw blades and and taking making bales of clothing like used clothing that we would sell a bag of rags and all this type of stuff but my first job in high school that was a job where i was like i'm not gonna like i need to get out from under the parents thumb right like i need to work on my own was it was a super target like one of the first super targets that ever opened and uh they put me in the cosmetics and health and beauties department right and like where all the laundry soap and all that shit is and the deodorants I couldn't even last two hours in there because my eyes and everything were so swollen because of all the perfumes and detergents and all this shit there. So I did tell them, I was like, dude, I can't do Like my face was all screwed up and they're like, Oh, you can go play. You can go work toys. I was like, cool. All right, let's go work toys. Toys is the worst fucking department to work in, in any store. I'm telling you right now, you tell them if you're going to get your first job, if you're a younger person and you're going to work at a super target, do not work in the toy session because what happens is parents let their kids grab those fucking toys, right? And they play around with them all over the store and all those things end up in customer service and carts. And then you from your section have to go pick up those fucking nine carts of toys that were left over the store and take them after everybody's gone out of the store and rearrange all those toys until two o'clock in the morning. That's what that was. It was terrible. I did it for probably about six months and then I was like, nope, I'm going to go back to welding bandsaw blades and making bales of clothing. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> Crazy. 
Crazy. Yeah, I had some really bad jobs. Uh, one time I worked, um, uh, I worked for a few days uh, cleaning out dog kennels. It uh, was a shitty job, but it was all I could eat. Oh my God, I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else did I do? I worked uh, a couple of days. I worked as a, um, a septic uh, tank uh, cleaner guy. Did you really? You, know, you put the hose like on it. Pump it out. No, 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 no. Septic, septic tanks. Oh, oh, yeah. We don't have those in El Paso, but uh, yeah, like yeah. up in the woods and with cabins and stuff, you always have those septic tanks. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just disgusting. Yeah. Didn't last, didn't last long doing that. Worked at Chopper's Drug Mart for a while as a merchandiser, which yeah. meant I uh, stocked the shelves. Yep. Uh, worked at A&W, worked at McDonald's. I worked at Wendy's. Did you ever work a restaurant restaurant, like as a waiter or as a busboy or anything like that? I was, uh, well, I, I worked at a place called Shooter's Billiard Lounge and I was the bartender slash waiter because it was kind of a small place. And so, you, you know, you waited on people and, you know, and you got their drinks and stuff. And then I worked at um it was called movados when they first opened up downtown and uh they are like on perk you know what perkins yeah. is right so uh they're a spinoff of perkins movados they are a uh, like a night or an evening i don't know sports bar type place or whatever that didn't work really well and then i worked at a uh, college bar uh called the uh, sticky wicket and uh, that was good because... I you know was, you don't get a sticky wicket with Manscaped. No, you don't. Uh, don't forget Dos Papas coupon code. So uh, that was good because they were really high when you worked. So that was good. And then uh, I worked at the zoo, the Osborne Village Inn. And uh, that was crazy. Oh, you know what? I did, I did a bunch of jobs, man. I worked uh, before that. I even worked at a uh, maximum security place um where they like they would check you for bombs and shit like that when you walked in and x-rays and shit uh i worked for uh, manitoba housing uh mobile security for manitoba housing where a uh, six foot five gentleman threw me through a screen door that was that was a good day um you were a bouncer I, yeah i worked at the zoo where i was a bouncer and uh bartender that's where i met my wife let's see I worked at a plumbing supply store. I worked um, for the MNR out of uh, Red Lake and uh, Kenora and Dryden, uh, for the MNR out of Steinbach. And then I worked for uh, a place in uh, the city that uh, allowed me to go around and train these people. So uh, what you're telling me is you held so many jobs that you've realized that you needed to have your own business and tell yourself what to do. Well, you know what? Uh, the last guy that I worked for and uh, that I'll ever work for, he actually told me, he said, uh, they, they sat me down and they were like, you're the greatest employee we've ever had. We've never had a better employee. You make us so much money. And I walked out of there and I thought to myself, why the fuck am I working for someone else? Exactly. <laughs> right? If I'm making them so much money, how much money could I make me? Yeah, when you start <laughs> the numbers and you start seeing, it's like, wait a minute. If I do this, like the job that I'm doing is producing this for them. Why can't I just do this job and produce this for me? Now, yeah. the biggest thing is that people don't have that mentality. Like right now, my wife and I are starting this business, right? And I've got that mentality, that whole, do you not like to have like set business hours? Do you not like to have a steady income? Do you not like to have like everything that is like safe and comfortable? If you don't like anything that's safe and comfortable, then don't start your own business. But that's why self you know, obviously small businesses don't succeed, but they are the backbone because you need entrepreneurs and you need people to be able to like have the balls to actually, you know, the shaved manscape balls in order to start a, a new business because there is, there's a lot of trepidation, a lot of fear. And my wife is my complete opposite mentally, man. Like she is completely like, she's freaked out. Like she's excited and starting to understand it. But still, because she sees the opportunity, which is what I always see, dude. just like you, like when you started this, like you see an opportunity and go get it. Right. And you bet on yourself. Like that's all you're doing when you don't have any backup plans, you have anything to do. And that's what you're going to focus on. Dude, once you realize that, just go do it. Like don't even second guess yourself. Go get it done. And it's going to happen. Uh, Fortis, Fortuna, 
Autobot, right? Like you, you gotta, you gotta seize it. You gotta go for it. You gotta uh, run and go get it. If your dreams don't scare you, they are not big enough, my friend. They are not big enough. You need to raise the bar even further because as you're reaching for that, you, you start to look around, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. Is is I'm reaching for what I wanted before, and I'm looking around, going, you know, I kind of have everything I really want. Do mm-hmm. I want to keep going further and further and further tied to this thing? You know, do I, do I want a close shave from Manscaped using coupon code Dose Papas? <laughs> this is going to be inevitable. We're going to have a drinking game headed up by Carla. Carla is going to start keeping track. And every time we say Dose Papas, you have to do a shot. Dose Papas, Dose Papas, Dose Papas. <laughs> Done. I can do that. Slam, right? Beauty Man, Mailbag Monday. That's it. Overreaction Monday. Idiots, they're going to talk. Everybody's going to talk. What are you going to do, man? Packers lost the first game. That's how it goes. We lost the first game last year. And then we lost, uh, you know, we didn't play our starters the last game of the year, too. We've got 16 more games to go. I'm sure we can win at least 12 of those. I'm confident. We're good. Yeah. Okay. If you got any questions for us, for Mailbag Monday, you can send them to us at Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. That's all one word, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. You can DM us. Or you can find us on Facebook, Packers Without Borders. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Packers Without Borders, and Packers Without Borders merch. Bruce has got all that merch, and uh, he's uh, put it all into envelopes, and it is all coming to you with loving care. I'm sure the U.S. Post Office, they carry it with both hands, and they sing it a lullaby as they bring it to your house. Yep. So Packers Without Borders at my.shopify.com. I keep thinking Spotify. But leave it right there. But uh, patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders. You can go to T Public if you want to get mugs and those types of things as well. And for a little update for all of you guys that hung out to the end, I do have your shirts. They will be out in the mail this week. Um, just making sure, obviously, that what you ordered is what you wanted. So we can put it all in an envelope, a nice, pretty little envelope, and get it out to you. But Understand that when you guys order this, they are custom made. So I place the order and I don't receive all the orders on one day. So I have to wait the entire week to complete the orders. Right. And then we close the order and then I go and pick up the shirts and then we put them in the mail. So give me between eight and 15 business days to get them to you. (laughs) Give me between one week to seven weeks. It just depends. (laughs) Anybody who ordered them on Friday and Saturday are getting them yeah. this week, but people who ordered them like Carla and Jamie and different people who ordered them earlier on, you know, the week before, like just a couple days before the week ended, it's yeah. a couple more days. So it's like seven to 10 days and then whatever it takes to get there. Okay. Just like basically every Friday, Bruce goes and picks up an order. If you order on Thursday or Friday, you're going to be screwed. You're going to have to wait till the next week. If you Correct. order it on Saturday or Sunday or Monday, then it, it'll be picked up on the order on Friday and then you'll get them right away. It's still about, still about two weeks. Total. It's about two weeks. You, it might be, it might be, uh, might be 11 days for some, and it might be 15 days for others. Yeah. I can't control the, but it is priority shipping obviously. So it'll get there as quickly as the USPS is willing to do it without charging 40 fucking dollars. <laughs> so seven to 10, seven weeks. to 10. That's it. <laughs> you, know, you guys will get your stuff, but thank you so much. Please make sure and take pictures of yourselves. Put them up there. The shirts are badass. Incredible quality. Seriously, they're just, they're beautiful. I'm wearing yeah, one right he's now. He's wearing one now and he's showing it to me so that you can all see it through your radios. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. So Carmina has helped me how to edit video. So we are going to start doing the Zooms, conversions onto YouTube and onto Facebook and those things. So we're going to start releasing some of these these videos for your all, for your all, uh, for your all, for, for your all view and pleasure, um, at some point as well. Hot dang, shoot that Jimmy Johnson, he can rice. I'm gonna tell you something, brother. He can rice. Beauty, brother. Take See care. you Wednesday. Go pack, go peace. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other, and go pack, go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.
and now it's all over. And that's the hardest part. And today everything is different. There's no action. I have to wait around like everyone else. Can't even get decent food. Right after I got here, I ordered some spaghetti with marinara sauce and I got egg noodles and ketchup. I'm an average nobody. Get to live the rest of my life like a schnook.